Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered <coughs> Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shavers here. Brian Dawson sitting in with us on this beautiful day. It's a Wednesday, the 27th day of December. The year is almost over. If you want to join the program, the number here is 1-800-289-9228. 1-800-289-9228. Let's go out to a couple phone calls. I know some folks have been waiting. All right, uh, Professor Byron T. Democritus. Welcome in, Professor. I hope you're doing well after these. I guess you being a professor, y'all had a holiday break, not a Christmas break. Yes, it was a holiday break, Mr. Beeson, Ladies of Liberty, and Mr. Brian President. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, 1819 News, you know, we are very affiliated. We are lib very liberal over here at Concern University. We are connected with Columbia University, and they are co co connected with the NEA. Now, 1819 News has been giving us a little, little problem here, so we, we are taking care of it. Are you ready for this acronym, Allison? Uh, yes, Amy, Amy Beth's here. Ready. Allison's off gallivanting. Oh, yes, well, that'll be fine. Uh, AEA flies tanking election results unilaterally after you. Like we're using at the Senate 9 race that you can read about in 1819 News. We have to get around the money. And so we just, at the last week before an election, anytime we want to, put the money out for the flies to go to everybody so that we still influence even if 1819 News stops us in any other way. Y'all need to calm that down some now. Have a nice day. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Professor. Lewis O'Brien, you need, you need to calm that down. Calm down now. Chill out. Well, that's yeah. you look at this article, no. and I want to go to Brian in a second, but it. you look at this article over at 1819 by Daniel Taylor, and, and we talk about this very thing all the time on this show, Brian. I know you listen from time to time just to, you know, just to keep up with what's going on in the world. But the, the, the AEA... What is what is her title? Where is she? Where is that quote? I'll find it for you. Uh, Allison King. She loves me. The government relations manager. She's asked by 1819 News if they're formally backing this this kitchens guy. And and so so listen to the answer. The answer is quote AEA hasn't given money to either candidate in this race. But people who listen to this show know that you're supposed to step back and go, "Wait a minute. What what did you just say to me again?" AEA hasn't given money to either candidate in this race. Most Alabamians would go, well, see, they're neutral. They haven't given money to anybody. They're mm -hmm. neutral. So then you have to say, but did you pay for mailers for somebody? Did you, you didn't give, you know, you didn't give Amy Beth money. You just put mailers out there for you paid for things. Which for, aren't cheap. No, they are <laughs> no, not. No, they're they, not. They were super expensive in the old days. So AEA pays for mailers for West Kitchens, but then has the gall, and they know that most people, before there was an 1819 news, don't keep up, don't check, don't really count to see. So what they want to happen is they want the people who need to know that this is the AEA candidate, those people get the message, and then all the other folks are like... Oh, well, I guess they're really not backing anybody. I can choose Wes or I can choose Rock. Rock. And so that's just the way they do it. And in my house, a half-truth is still a whole lie. It, yeah. it is. Well, and, and that's why we exist, is right. to help people remember. We ask questions. 
Right. That's Assume what we do. you're being lied to. Steve Dace, that's his saying, right? And he started that. Steve Dace was the first one to question the COVID narrative. Mm-hmm. The first, And then he was the first one to question the, the 2020 election. It was literally while it was happening. And they called Arizona before Arizona's polls were closed. And mm-hmm. Steve Dace was on with Glenn Beck and Ali Bestucky doing right. election coverage. And he said, that's election fraud. And he said it right away. He's like, there's going to be a civil war. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's crazy. But he was right. the first one to do it. And his, his saying is, assume you're being lied to. Yeah, start from there now. Yeah. Because you just can't trust any of them. Let's go out to Brian on the phone calls. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening, and uh, Happy New Year to you in a couple of days. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking about Paul Hubbard while you were talking. I wanted to go back to the Wayback Machine. I'm 49 years of age, and I distinctly remember at Danley Elementary School in Montgomery, they had these things called PTA membership drives. And what happened was, if the classroom got every student to get their parents to give $5, at the end of the period, the kids would get an ice cream party. Now, this membership drive required 100% participation, and when you gave them your $5, you got this little bitty PTA membership card. Now, back then, public schools had over 1,000 people, 1,000 families per school, practically. Okay. Whatever happened to all that money? What did they do with it? What kind of slush fund did that create? And it was so much peer pressure in classrooms. The kids knew who other families did not donate, and the other kids would pressure the other kids to get their families to pony up so the kids could have their ice cream party. Wow. I don't know the, all the connections between PTA, AEA. I know that uh, politically they they were on the same page mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But, yes, but but one of the things that I know was done was that was one of the ways that they built their databases, where yes. they would be able to get information out to parents. Because if something was important, they would say, oh, we're going to put this out. We're going to put this newsletter out to the PTA mm-hmm. so that all the parents would get it. Well, then the, then the school system is basically doing your mail pieces for you. You see well, what I'm saying? Yeah. the PTA changed to the Student Teacher Association. So they even took the parents out of the situation altogether <laughs> to condition the children and not the parents of the household. Very good point. Yeah, it's definitely a, a system put in place for power more than it is for improving education. Because you're talking about something that happened 40 years ago, and um, we've basically done everything they've ever asked in education, and the results are worse and worse and worse. The, the, if, if you map this out on a trend line, okay, so if you just think about basic economics, incentivizing Um, you know, rewarding good behavior, penalizing bad. The trend line that you will see if you graph this out is the worse they do, the more money they get. Mm -hmm. So, which means in basic economics, you're incentivizing doing worse because the worse they do, well, it's because we need more money. Well, I did worse. It's because you didn't give us enough money Mm -hmm. and a little bit more and a little bit more. And one of the other things that happens is that it's it's it, one of the things I've learned since I've really started like scrutinizing government is everything's about turning the money faucet on. How do we turn the money faucet on? Uh, we'll get Fox News, CNN, MSNBC to say that Putin is trying to take over Europe uh, and show a bunch of reels about all this stuff and talk about dead children, and then we'll be able to turn the Ukraine money faucet on. How do you right. turn the money right. faucet on? So how it happens in Alabama? 
is um, the schools are bad. There's not we, we we can't we don't even have crayons in class anymore, and teachers are underpaid. And so the AEA takes that, goes to a representative. Well, what representative is going to want to not have kids with crayons right. and teachers that are underpaid? Right. And so they do everything they can to get them more money. The money gets turned on. Bill gets passed. That money comes into education, but it gets gobbled up by the superintendents and the and, and, and the and the mm-hmm. bureau, bureaucratic redundancy that exists at the top. And they get their new hundred twenty thousand dollar vehicles and their hundred fifty thousand dollar salaries and all this other stuff. And then the money never makes it down to the teacher in the classroom. And so they're angry again. So they go to the AA and the AA goes to the legislator and the legislator gets more money. And then that money's gobbled up by the bureaucratic redundancy again. And it's just this, it's a total money laundering, maybe not money laundering, but it's, it's, it's about moving money into the coffers of these people. And, 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 and anyone who like school choice or anything that actually changes the status quo to where children would actually be educated, which would improve the state. Anyone who recommends that, uh, pursues that as a threat to this money. Threat to the system, is not, not not to children's education. Brian, do you have any uh, last points? The other point was you just said that. Administrators, we have more administrators in the state of Alabama than they do in the state of Georgia. So what happens is every time they propose a 3%, 4% pay increase, well, the $40,000 teacher is going to get a 4% pay increase. Okay, that's $2,000 or less. But the $80,000 administrator getting a substantial amount of pay increase. Oh, yeah. Every time you ask for a pay increase, it needs to be stipulated janitors and teachers only. 4% 4% pay yeah. increase. And bus drivers. I'm on board for that. <laughs> 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 Brian, good point, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, Thanks. no, ab- absolutely right. And all these things in education are designed with merit not being a part of the equation at all. Correct. It's like Brian says. Oh, a pay raise is across the board. Everybody, right. no matter what, the teacher who is just is knocking it out, killing herself, doing all the extra stuff, she gets exactly the same raise as the person down the hall that's not doing anything, that hasn't done anything, whose spiritual gift is not teaching, who should never have been a teacher, but it's all got to be the same. And the bad part about it is, is they, they manipulate the good teachers. I have friends who are teachers, who, who are good teachers, good people. Most teachers are ladies, so I'm going to, you know, make this as a she thing. They, they go to them and they say, you know, if they do this whole based on merit thing, you'll probably want to be one of the people fired. But but I'm one of the good teachers. No, 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 no. Because then it'll all just be about who likes who and who doesn't like who. And you'll probably lose your job and they'll keep all the sorry teachers. So you don't you don't want to be for that. You want to yeah. make sure that you're protected. And they, and they literally scare them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put fear in their hearts. And and my answer was always, no, I've got that figured out because the principal at the failing school is getting fired. Yeah. And he or she knows, because we're going to tell them, that you're going to be fired if your teachers aren't educating children. So now that person is incentivized to have the best team in place he possibly can. It's the college football coach thing. Okay, look, I don't necessarily love Amy Beth. But her kids do great on the test. Her kids are getting an education. Yeah. So I'm keeping her. Yeah. All those slackers who I like to go you know, hang out with or party with, they got to go. Because I'm not losing my job for the slacker teacher. Yeah. So if you put merit in there, you can do it right. 
But they really do it with fear. They, they convince teachers that the world's going to come to an end if you change education at all, and that's really not the case. And it's so hard because, first of all, you can see, based on what you're describing right there, that socialism does kill the brain and it kills everything, yes. right? I mean, that's a perfect example. We, we often bring up the post office or the VA system and go, mm -hmm. oh, it's really terrible. But it, socialism has killed education if you're looking purely at a teacher administrative standpoint. Because you're right, there's no merit. Second of all, if you get a couple of administrators who will actually admit to you what's going on, they'll tell you behind closed doors, well, you know, it's really hard to fire people, by the way, when right. they're bad. And so we know that classroom is not functional, but we can't really get rid of them. All right, here's my thing for all of the folks listening. That drives me nuts because... Just real mm -hmm. quick before mm -hmm. you say that, is is this when you when you realize socialism has killed the education system and you realize that we need merit desperately, you also know that we also have to have the teachers on the inside that are willing to finally start speaking up, and at the same time we have to retrain parents that this is actually your responsibility. That's the other part of it that nobody wants to deal with because as much as we do when we talk about you know choice in education, we know only three percent of people are going to actually choose free choice to do what they want with the money. Right. But we've got to retrain their brain. We also have to train teachers that we need you to tell us not by, you know, anonymous emails, which we appreciate, mm -hmm. or anonymous whatever. We need you to tell us what's going on inside the school because that's what also is going to get legislators' attention. Right. But we don't have that. And so we have a lot of hearsay, and then people lose their minds, especially if they're an educator. And I'm saying, I'm not telling you you're a bad teacher. I'm not telling you that. Because it's, that's the one thing you're not allowed to speak about. We have learned this over the years. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to speak about the educators because you must be casting aspersions upon all of them. We're not. Right. But if you want to start a fight, talk about that. Oh, no, I agree. Everyone takes it personally. No, yeah. personally. Say, hey, don't take it personally. But, like, what if you sucked, like, what, like, so what if the results from you, like, so say you had some performance-based job where there was an expectation, like, or I mean, your radio show, like, if the, if the ratings suck, well, guess what, Scott? Right. You're, you're going to get criticized. Yeah. Because you're, you're not doing a good job as a radio show host. Right. Everyone has performance metrics, and if the performance metrics are, they suck, right, well, then I'm sorry about your feelings, but the kid can't read. The right. kid's 20, and he's exactly. still in seventh grade, and he can't freaking read, but he throws the fo football really good. Yeah. Like, what What are we doing Oh, here? don't go to meddling now. Brian Dawson's meddling. Yeah, he said the football. <laughs> football, throw the football, case of football. Wrong with the football. We'll be back. <laughs> I don't know why Sky always wants us to do a show. We're talking over here, Sky. I'm learning stuff. To just hush for just a second until I can get, get us back in and then go. <laughs> Just, okay, yeah, so get us all fired. I talked about this with Joey when, when I was filling in for the Alabama Unfiltered crew a couple weeks back. So me, Craig, and Joey were in the Montgomery studio. And the conversations that were happening on the commercial break were just, I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to uh, re-education camp. We're all maybe even going to jail. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm like, this would make the most interesting podcast in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's some way we could do it anonymously. You know? <laughs> right. That's, that's the big issue. That's why the first thing they the teach names you is turn the, the microphone Could you do like a... During yeah. the break? Okay. A voice modulator, maybe? We're supposed Something. to have my control of the mics off. Amy Best controls off. You're supposed to turn us off. Oh, I do. Birmingham's supposed to turn us off so that we have a double dog, triple dog dare turning off 
kind of thing going on. Because and, we like our jobs. And every once right. in a while it still gets through. We do. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets through when we're talking and then you're talking to us and then Jeeves is also listening in and then everyone forgets to turn the mic off and you get uh But I, I totally the agree. Some story. of the most interesting conversations do happen between the segments, yes. During the breaks. Some, is, some um, of the most is, dangerous as well, though. Oh, you're right. Is Bill out there? Bill is out there. Let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill. Bill, welcome to the program, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing great. I hope y'all have a. I hope y'all had a Merry Christmas and hope you have a Happy New Year. Absolutely. You know, Same I've, got you. About, I've got about five educators in our immediate family, and most of the educators came out of college, went straight into school, either taught elementary. Well, I guess all of them taught elementary for some period of time. And then some moved up into higher education, middle school, high school. Nope. Well, we do have one college professor, but that didn't last long because she really didn't like the way college education was going and went back into elementary education. I have not heard one of them say, I won't do it for the money. Not any of them. There are, well, I guess all of them at one point in time took a break either to raise children until the children got school age. Right. Or had to take a break because of mental stress. The mental stress was not the pay. It was... It was the behavior of the kids they were trying to teach. Hey, I'll tell you another secret, Bill, from back in my days of being one of the most hated uh, members of the legislature by the ADA, is that I had multiple teachers who I know, and when I say a teacher is good, that, that doesn't mean they're a nice person. That doesn't mean they're, they're you know, that they check off the boxes. When I say a good teacher, I mean children learn things. It's very simple. Because right? if children aren't learning things, I'm not a good teacher. That's just, that's just it. That's, if I don't have the gift of teaching, if they don't have the gift of learning when I'm supposedly teaching, then I'm not a good teacher. That doesn't, that doesn't make somebody mean, doesn't make them a bad person, whatever. But I was told multiple times if, if my environment, my work environment was better, I would be fine being paid less. But the stress comes from the environment. The stress comes from the institutional problems inside the system. And that is where they use, that's the rub they use to keep people angry and saying, I need more, it's not worth it. But if I get another raise, I can't really. So that that's how they maintain the power. Because I, I used to beg, look, and it goes to what Amy Best said. Please tell us how to make your day-to-day -day life in the classroom better. Is it being able to have discipline? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it not having to check all these boxes? Is it being freed up to actually teach? Tell us those things. We as legislators can fix those things if we just knew. And that's where Amy Beth is saying, look, y'all have got to tell us what the real problems are 
and help us fix those things. Mm-hmm. But everybody keeps it down home cuz. They, they don't want to say what's going on. And I promise you, every school out there, everyone listen to my voice, your local school that you think is so good has things happen at that school that if you heard about it, you would be like, what the heck is going on down there? Mm. And that's just the truth. I promise you that. I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. You know, I live in Montgomery, and for the past 30 years, I have worked with the finished product that comes out of high school. Yes, sir. And there are kids that get that graduate who can't read simple instructions and follow them. Correct. And I mean, it's fifth grade reading level. It's eighth grade, maybe, comprehension. But they can't do it. Correct. And if your schools are turning out those kind of students, then the problem lies a lot deeper than the curriculum. Because... Any curriculum has got to be higher than that. No, you're right. Absolutely and, right. You know, if they would install, if they would reinstall corporal punishment, I mm-hmm. promise you there would be a lot more men that were teachers. Oh, but look. what man is going to go into a classroom, have a student cuss them up one side, down the other, and be able to lay a hand on them because they're a juvenile and because... They'll get locked up if they do. I have I know I someone who was who was had, was spit a male teacher a coach, um, was spit on, point blank range. Kid spit in his face, and he did not launch him into the stratosphere. I would have had a very difficult time not launching that kid. Oh, it's a child, Scott Beeson. No, a high school kid who spits in somebody's face. Ah. I'm just telling you, you're absolutely right. And um, and the other thing is, we cannot be afraid to fail people. Oh, this credit recovery thing is a joke. And if and if a kid can't behave, then mom or daddy's going to have to come up there and sit with them that's, all day, every day. That, was, just, that, right that, there would be, that right there would be one of the biggest factors. If somebody, well, the big thing is that most kids today aren't raised in a two-parent home. So you'd be taking a single parent out of the workforce, cutting their pay, but I'll bet you get some results from it. Yeah, you're right, Bill. And you might not be taking people out of the workforce. You might be taking them out of the couch force. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a great day. You too, man. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shavers here. Yes, Amy Beth. Well, I just thought I would go your, with the you theme. Have your hands I would up. go with the That's theme. Okay, so like I, ha- I have a notebook of information. Well, I mean, not information, just thoughts that we've talked about in halftime. But I, I need to say right here during this snack break, mm-hmm. we needed to thank Kathy. Oh, absolutely, our friend Kathy, for a great book that she gave all of us. And I know Allison can't hear us because she's not here. Uh, well, she could, but I know where she she's is, and I know she's not listening. She's not listening. You don't think skiing? So. She's not. Yes. She but Kathy made us ginger snaps. 
Is that what those are called? Yes. They just look like cookies, but they're awesome. They're ginger snaps, man. They go it perfectly with coffee. Skill. So I'm and what actually are these going, other things? Cheese? Those are cheese biscuits. They're cookies. little cheese cookies, essentially. They're cheese straws. It just too. depends. But we wanted to thank Kathy for the books and for the treats. Who is a rock star. She is a rock star. And I just wanted to say thank you. It's helped us through this discussion on the what ails us in education. And I appreciate, Kathy, for making my... Because I'll be on a diet at the start of the year again. Tomorrow, yes, maybe. Because last year my diet was so successful that I weigh like four or five pounds more than I did Excellent. last year when Excellent. I started my diet in January. So now... Okay, so are we saying next Tuesday? Because I started, we I started working out again. And I'm, I'm, I'm journaling it. And I'm, I'm excited. But I'm not going to let this derail me because it's just one ginger snap. It, the problem is if I have five. I'm just looking at one container, and I can't let them go to waste. No, so you can't. So I will can't. eat them all. Well, but men, y'all, it's fine for men. No, it's You're not. Okay. You reach a certain age. Have you seen this no. physique? I'm, I broke the 250 mark a couple of days ago. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I was 252.2 to be precise. Man, I'm sorry. Mm. I've had a couple of nights where I couldn't sleep well because I was a glutton. And yes, that's a sin. And yes, I shouldn't do it. Does it make your joints hurt? It makes everything hurt. It makes my husband's joints hurt. It gives you heartburn. Hands. But it was so good when I was just cramming it down. Neck. Good grief. Bless you, man. But thank you, Kathy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. It's fantastic. Let's go. We'll take up an order. Let's start with John from Wetumpka. John, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, good morning. I good wanted morning, to weigh in on this. Please do. Yeah, I wanted to weigh in on this because I was in the classroom for 27 years, been in education over 30 years now. And you hit the nail on the head just a moment ago when you talked about the discipline because that's what's lacking. And the bureaucracy is part of the problem with that because we've got kids that are protected by defiance disorders because of their IEPs and things like that. Is that, is it, that what no, I call butt-whooping deficit disorder? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Well, just an example, when a kid can, I'll use the acronym, of course, when a kid can scream at you, you G-D-M-F-S-O-B, and they get away with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they did. Now, I was a veteran at that point and said, uh, she's not coming back in my class. You can send her back, but I will send her back. And I said, she can sit in the chair outside the door, but no child is going to scream and take the Lord's name in vain in front of me like that. Right, right. That's not going to happen. And, and so that's an example of, and the child still remained in school. And there was virtually nothing done. And so you hit the nail on the head. And, and administrators base merit a lot of times on the quality of lesson plans and yes. how they turn the reports in. Yes. And that has nothing, and I, I was never all that great at that. But I was a really good teacher because I worked real hard at it, and I taught kids things. and taught what I was supposed to teach. So, so you had students who actually learned the material, which is what, yes. this is what I grade on whether or not a teacher is a good teacher or not. But you're, you're probably right. I'm glad you pointed that out. A lot, a lot of times the bureaucrats gauge how good a teacher is based on how, how well they check all the little paper boxes. Yes. And I was never that great at that because I was worried about the other part of it. I thought my students were the most important thing. They were more important than the principal. Yes, sir. Mm. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, John, before I let you go. Why do you think it is that 
more teachers won't tell us what you're saying. And, and I also know that teachers are, they've been brainwashed into thinking that, well, it's special ed, and therefore we have to do it that way. Now, the state could just say, no, we're not going to we're not going to follow the federal special ed guidelines. We're going to we're going to do it our own way. And yes, we would lose federal dollars. But considering what our results are like, I don't think well, it'd it would be a big loss. But why won't teachers tell their friends, their relatives, the public, hey, this is literally what's going on in our schools? Why, why do they not tell us that? I think it's fear for one thing. And I wasn't look, I was. I had faith in God that he would take care of me. And I didn't worry about that junk. And I had special ed kids read out loud in class. And I would have somebody come to their defense. And I said, let them try. I said, look, I won't push them beyond. I said, but let them try. And I taught more kids how to read that couldn't do it very well than a lot of of my co-educators are are, uh, along the way because I made them do it. I said, I'd rather, well, they're embarrassed. I said, well, look. They tell us all the time to get kids to uh, get out of their comfort zone, and I did that, and then I, I got blowback from it. Right. But I did it anyway. Well, that, that short-term embarrassment in your class is nothing compared to a, a lifelong embarrassment right. of not being able to read a job application, not being able to actually right. excel at work. So, man, God bless you, John. I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. You've actually made my day. Thanks. And I probably should say I wish you were still in the classroom, but uh, I might not wish that upon you. No, I am. I'm I'm a a mentor now. Good deal. Fantastic, John. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Blessing to have him out there that way. That's, I mean, he's he's right there telling us we're right about it. Well, I mean, but you have shared some things that, you know, I don't know names. I just know some experiences that Mm -hmm. perhaps you have had. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that it is a little terrifying that they are making in education, especially with certain groups of kids, they are making concessions for the inconceivable and acting like we should just be okay with it and pretend that we don't know that the students know that they're actually running the whole deal. They run the school. Yeah, there's a, a good chance of that. Let's go to Fred. We've got Fred, then we'll have Craig. Fred, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. Oh, thank you. Same to you guys. I just want to add something to Bill and to John. First of all, I'll go to Bill. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying this through, through pure respect. You know I have two... I have two sons in education over 20 years in this area, and I'll tell you, uh, Bill is is right that used to teachers didn't go into teaching for the money. He is correct. However, times have changed. When when gasoline and bread went up, the teachers want more money. Uh, yep. I mean, look, they want to go into that for security, retirement, and for money. And they have a right to make money, and I don't think Bill meant anything that they didn't. Bill's Bill's uh, uh, children that were in education were from, like, I like the old school. I love that, and I wish we had more of it. Now go over to John a second. John can't work in some of these systems. They'll fire him, okay? Uh, They'll get orders from the Board of Education. Hey, fire John. John's doing... Josh turned it like it is. We want to fire him. 
John's a great man. What I heard on your station just now is what I like. I wish we had more of that, but these education systems are not going to let you have it, okay? And the one thing I want to make up real quick, have I got time? Ten seconds. You got ten seconds, Fred. Let me carry you over because Craig will be up too. All right, we got it backwards. All right, we'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. This is a short segment, so let's get back out to Fred. Then Craig will be up next. Fred, I want you to be able to finish your thoughts. Hey, good morning. I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. When you said 10 seconds, I thought I was shooting a three-pointer to win the championship, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you almost, you almost got it off there. <laughs> hey, uh, my son, who's a principal, and I'm very proud of him. He tries to do a good job, but his hands are tied. We talked about that by the yep. Board of Education that he works in, the, the county he works in, okay? Well, well, look, he made a good point over the holidays. This is a strong subject to my family. And we, we want everyone to respect teachers, but we need good teachers. And he, he made a good point. We, we need our most experienced and highest paid teachers from the first grade to the sixth grade, not from Amen. the seventh to the twelfth. Let's get the most experienced ones to to weed out these parent problems that they've got, to 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 have a better relationship with the principal, not be afraid to talk to the principal. Mm-hmm. Where these That's young right. teachers are scared to go talk to my son, they're afraid they'll get fired the next year. Get the finger right. left. Are you in? Right. Let's yeah. get the most experienced people in there early on, one through sixth grade. We might turn this thing around, and that's all I wanted to say. And God bless all the teachers that are out there. I don't know what we're going to do about it, but we have a parent problem at home, and it's not going to be corrected by a school teacher. And that's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Fred. I appreciate you, buddy. God bless. The um, I'm going to get to Craig because I, if I start talking, I'll, it's okay. I know. I'm just taking notes. Craig will have to kill have me later, awesome and, he, and he knows where I live. If this is that, Craig. Craig, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. It is that, Craig. <laughs> don't worry about going home today. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. How's it going out there? Oh, it's going good. Just out making a living where everybody else can sit at home and enjoy what I do. So uh, well. I'm talking about all the Democrats. But I wanted to touch on that school thing. Those are all great ideas, but they're never going to happen until the Democrats are not in control of the school system. It's never going to happen just like in a company where people don't stand up for their values and what they believe they go along to get along because they're scared to lose their job because they don't want to lose their money they don't want to lose their house they don't want to lose everything that they believe is important except their spiritual stand and that's what's wrong with america is people are scared and they don't stand up and they would rather kids be stupid than lose their job. So people, we got, and that's in jobs too. I've got friends that have sold their souls. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all you hear. So that's got to end. And when I say leftist, I mean Democrats. You Democrats, listen, you're a leftist because on the ballot, those leftist names are listed in the Democrat Party, and you vote for them. So you're guilty just as much to so quit trying to run and hide. And second, I wanted to end something. I heard somebody say the other day, well, our government wouldn't hurt us for their agenda. All right, let's talk about Benghazi, the southern border, 
Afghanistan, Somalia. You don't think our government would hurt us to accomplish their agenda? Yeah, well, do COVID. COVID? I mean, that, I can't understand people that don't see reality. But I guess it's just like those kids in the school. Democrats don't want them to be smart because then they may vote Republican or conservative. And also, the little white liberals that are rich and get to stay away from the black kids who are poor and the brown kids who are poor and some of the white kids who are poor, then they just go on to college and become progressives and they never suffer the consequences of their actions and their votes. Mm. So that's our problem, people. The good people are scared and quiet. I walked away from jobs because I didn't believe in what they were doing and I couldn't do it. By God, that's nothing special, but people need to learn to do that. Our schools are going to hell because people are scared. People love money more than they do people. That's just the bottom line. That's the problem in this country right now. Great point, Craig. I can't say you were uplifting today, but uh, very good points. But also, thanks for a calling idea. I know, and it's sad, but... (laughs) But it's the truth. I mean, that's what's sad. It's the truth. I see it. I'm out in this. That's what irritates me. I'm out in this. I see this every day. And definitely when I worked for that big vending company, I was in the neighborhoods. I saw reality. And people, uh, most people have no idea what reality is. You got it. Thanks, Craig. We got a roll, buddy. Final hour coming up.